0: Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 374. Yes,
1: it's another bash. Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there,
0: it's Sue, and I am so excited that you're here today, because guess what? It's another bash. What's a bash? You're going to experience it in a minute. I also have a fabulous topic for us to cover, but first... One of the most fulfilling things I've discovered through starting Gift Biz Unwrapped is the warmth, camaraderie, and generosity of the community that we formed. You're so giving and so talented. And of course, I always want to give back to you too, to do something that can make your efforts easier and your results greater. So I asked you how, and you surprised me. It wasn't help with an email marketing strategy. It wasn't about selling at shows or any other number of topics that make up a solid growing business. Nope. What you're overwhelmingly asking for is help with social media posting. You've been telling me that you're putting in the time, you're posting frequently, and you're discouraged because you aren't seeing any of this move the needle for your sales. Message received. Putting in more and more time posting in the same way isn't going to magically bring you in the sales. You need to change the way you're posting and what you're posting. You don't need to put in more work. You need to put in the right work. And that's when you'll see things change. And I've created your guide to do just that. It's called Content for Makers, and it's specially designed for handmade product makers like you. Content for Makers will help you understand why your current social media activities aren't converting into sales. It will also show you how to put in less time and start seeing activity through social that will lead to increased sales. Just imagine knowing exactly what to post and getting it done in just minutes each day. That frees up space for you to interact with potential clients deepen relationships with those you already know, and all of this continues to build upon itself naturally. Yes, this really is possible. Content for Makers will accomplish this for you. To see all the details, jump over to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash contentformakers. But honestly, at only $27, it's a no-brainer. Plus, you only have to pay for it once for use year after year. Why carry on posting as you've been doing all along, expecting different results? Sign up for Content for Makers now and see the transformation of your posting experience change right before your very eyes. giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash content for makers. It's ready and waiting for your immediate access right now. Okay, let's talk about these bashes. This is a new concept, format if you will, that I've incorporated into some of the podcast episodes. It addresses a common issue of yours, getting more visibility to your business. You're gonna hear from handmade creators just like you in the second half of the show. They've raised their hand and said yes to showcasing their business to all the listeners of Gift Biz Unwrapped bringing them loads of visibility. You're also going to hear some collaborations being offered. Perhaps one will pique your interest. Once you've experienced this bash, if you're interested in being included in the next one, go over to giftvizunwrapped.com forward slash bash. I'm getting ahead of myself here. The first part of each bash is a short training from yours truly, And today, we're talking email marketing. Now more than ever, it's important to put this in place. I know it can seem daunting, but when you know the steps to getting started, you're going to see it's not that difficult at all. Hello, and welcome to what is now the fourth bash. I'm here with a number of fabulous handmade business owners that you're going to hear from shortly. But first I wanna dive into a topic that is coming up more and more. Have you been hearing about it more and more too? Email marketing. There is more attention being given to this now more than ever because lots of social media platforms are changing. Everyone's kind of wondering what's going on, and email marketing ends up being the place where you have the most stability. That's what we're going to talk about, and specifically how to start an email marketing program. I've been finding within Gift Biz Breeze, my Facebook group, that that's always a big question. You know, there's other questions around email marketing, but the biggest obstacle is, as it is, I guess, with lots of things, is just getting started. You might have thought about sending out emails to attract people to your business and to stay in touch. And if you are doing it already, a huge high five, because I think it's going to become more and more important as we go on. And if you haven't ever thought about it before, it's important to start thinking about it and get started. And that is my goal here for you, is to understand why I'm saying it's so important And then the very simple steps you need to take to get going. The first thing is why. And the biggest, most significant thing is you now have control over being able to communicate with people that you have started to interact with who would possibly be interested in buying a product from you. Maybe they aren't ready to buy right away. Maybe they already have bought. Maybe they're people that you run into in networking meetings. There are so many different ways that we run into people. And if you're able to collect their email, this is one asset, I'll say, that you own that will allow you to be in control of being able to communicate with people further. It really is a powerful asset for your business. And if ever you were to get to a point or you hear about other people who are looking at selling their businesses, an email list is worth money. It adds to the value of your business for that reason. You have a list of people, a list of contacts, customers, and prospects who have raised their hand and voiced interest in you in the past. Also going along the lines of being a powerful asset, we need to always remember that when people intercept with us for the first time, they are not always in a position where they have a need or are interested in buying yet. You know, Someone might go from a Facebook post that you have over to your website, love what you have there, but just not be in the market to buy yet. Or their child just falls and skins his knee. Or a husband is intercepting you and saying they need something. Or there's some other disruption. You've got to go cook dinner. And if that person leaves your website and doesn't for sure remember what your name was or know how to get back to you, That interest that they might have started could be lost forever. But if you have something on your website that can attract them in and entice them to leave their email, then you're able to talk with them further. You're able to remind them of your site and they can then come back and look at you when they're ready to buy. Craft shows, same thing. I see this all the time. In fact, I was just at a craft show this past weekend and very few people take advantage of this. How many people do you interact with and like, will walk past a booth that you have? Network meetings, the same thing, same type of a concept, but I'm gonna stick with craft shows for my example here. Depending on the craft show, it could be hundreds of people. If you were able to collect emails from even only a small percentage of those people, they're people that you can then continue to talk to on a semi-regular basis who might not be ready to buy right when they saw you at the show, but had a good interaction with you. You were friendly at the booth. They got a chance to see your product. They just didn't hand over their credit card and buy right now, but maybe they're gonna be ready in a month or two months. And if you let them walk away from your booth without getting their email, again, it's like poof, all of that energy of having the show, the only value is in the people who are actually purchasing at the show, where really it can be so much more than that when you collect the emails. And then, of course, customers. I'm not going to make any assumptions, but hopefully you are collecting emails from people who buy from you. This is also a common thing at craft shows. People just, you know, exchange the money, put a product in the bag, say thank you so much for the business, maybe put a card in there, but then you're leaving the onus on that person to call you up. Or if you put a card in your boxes when you ship things out, all of the potential reconnection is on their end, not your end. But if you get their email, you're able to initiate it. So these are all the reasons why email marketing can be such a huge asset to your business. And when you're not doing this, you are truly 100% leaving dollars on the table. So I don't think I need to drive that point home any further. But now let's get into the big stumbling block that I see, which is how. It sounds nice, but that's intimidating. There's a lot of other things you need to do for your business. So here are the steps to take when you're looking to put an email marketing campaign in place. First thing, pick an email server and don't get stuck here. There are so many available. This doesn't have to be a final decision. I'm going to say go with a couple of the easier ones, constant contact, MailChimp, Maybe we'll get some feedback from people who are here who are going to be doing the showcases later, and they'll tell you what platforms they're on if they're willing to share. The point is, get started. Don't spend a ton of time researching a million places. Pick one and just get started. You can always export your customer list and send it over to another service provider if at some point you decide you don't want to stay with who you've picked. So, the first thing is picking your service provider. I'm going to suggest. MailChimp seems to be the one that's the most popular right now, but I have used Constant Contact in the past also. And they're pretty easy to do. They both have free plans for you to get started with. So no excuses (laughs) there. The one thing you absolutely should not do is try to send emails from like a free Gmail account that you have or a Yahoo account that you have. And the reason is a couple of things. First off, it doesn't have any of the legal things in place for you. Have you seen when you get emails on the bottom, it says, click here if you want to unsubscribe. That is something legally you need to have when you're sending out emails. And these types of services, like I was just talking about with MailChimp and Constant Contact and any of the other ones that you would use, automatically have that in there for you. When you set up your account, it'll automatically be added to the end of the email. So you've got that covered. Another thing about trying to send from like a free email account is if you start sending too many, I think you can maybe send maybe 10 or 20 at a time if you dare risk it, but you start sending too many and they're going to see exactly what you're doing, knowing that it's illegal and block you. Okay. So you could lose access to your email. So Careful, careful, don't do that. Just go with an email service provider. It's better in every single way that I could talk about. And like I said, you can always change later. So that's number one. Choose an email provider, sign up for the free account. Now you're ready to go. The next thing is collecting emails. The first thing I do just to get comfortable with the system is add some emails from your friends and family. Now, it is true that you need permission from them to add them to your list, but friends and family aren't going to be yelling and screaming and mark you as spam, right? So you can clearly add them to start getting the system up and running. When you put something on your website that talks about collecting email addresses, it always says there's always an opt-in box. So they're giving you permission just by way of providing you with their address. If you're face-to-face at a craft show, for example, let's say you do a sweepstakes for a free birthday cake, Kim, I'm going to say birthday cake with you. And you're letting people drop their emails in. As long as you say there, enter into the sweepstakes by doing so, is allowing me to communicate with you further with promotions and other such. You say something that's of value to them, but you make sure to say that, then legally you can add them in. Also, if they're already a customer, if they've purchased from you, you are already doing a business transaction. So you then can legally use their address also. So all of those things are important in terms of permission. And then, like I was just saying, start collecting email addresses everywhere. Is everyone going to be willing to give you an address? No, that's fine. If you collect 30, 40 addresses from a craft show, that's 30 or 40 people that you would have never been able to talk to again if you didn't have their email. I mean, that's a lot of people. So think about that at networking meetings. One of the things we started doing at the Ribbon Print Company is when we go out to trade shows, I don't care about the number of email addresses or business cards we get. I care about the quality of the emails or the business cards. So that's another thing. Like you don't have to just be filling up like an email list of 100 people is no better than an email list of 50 people if those 50 people are really qualified, interested candidates, right? So it's not always the number. It's good people signing up. People who stop at your booth at a craft show, yes. Don't put everybody in who went to a chamber meeting of yours if you think half of them aren't gonna be interested in your product. It's not worth it. You don't need to go through that effort. If you have any questions on that, I can talk about that again a little bit more at the end. But so you start collecting emails. On a website, you often see pop-up boxes for 10% off your first order, you know, that type of a thing. You can certainly do that. You can also just say, get on my special list so you're the first to know about whatever. Or get on my list and you'll have input into the next flavors or the next scents or whatever's going on with your business. The one thing I would suggest you stay away from is saying, join my newsletter. You know, most people are not interested or attracted to that. What's a newsletter? I'm giving you my email. You're going to send me things to buy. Everyone's kind of conditioned to that already. So if you can entice them with including something else that they're going to get, that they're going to be like, yeah, I want to know about that. Then you're more likely to get the email addresses. Okay, so that's step two. Then the third step, which gets to be a little bit more of a sophisticated step, but it's easiest to do when you're just starting, is to start tagging emails. And by that, I mean, if they're a customer, add a tag. You learn how to do that based on the email service provider you have. But everyone now allows you to make subsets of your master list based on what I'm going to call tags. Some people call them different things. So the easiest and most obvious tag is customers, not customers, right? So you could send an email to somebody and say, thank you so much in the past for your support. Wanted to make sure that you were the first to know, blah, 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 blah. If your emails weren't tagged, you don't know who's a past customer and who isn't, right? So tagging is really great in that way. You could also tag based on people who come to trade shows because you know then they're local probably, right? If you're doing local craft shows. So then you could send emails just to that subset of your list saying, hey, I'm going to be at Spring Hill Mall next Saturday. Come join me. If you do and say the word peppermint, I'll have something special at the booth for you. Things like that. You can have fun with them and play with them like that. Okay. So in summary, these three steps in terms of how to get started with your email list is first, picking a service provider. Second, starting to add in the emails into that system and then tag them, even in the most simplistic way, because all you're trying to do right now is get into the sync and understanding the whole email process. Okay. And you can get fancier later if you want. I want you to get into the process. Okay. So those are the three steps to get started. Then none of this means anything unless you start (laughs) sending out emails, right? It doesn't matter how much you have in the back if you're not using and actually communicating with them. So what I would do here is just decide on and commit to some type of a frequency. I would do at the least monthly. I feel like that's a little bit too little, but look, if that's what you can do and that's what you feel you can commit to, get started with that monthly or every other week or weekly. I don't think as smaller brands like we all are, You need to be doing every day or multiple times a week. I don't know about you guys, but I have some brands that I've been following. And especially since my son just got married, I was purchasing regularly from a couple of them and they send me stuff like almost every single day, but they're a big brand. They have the power behind them to do that. I'm getting a little irritated. I'm not even opening them anymore. So it's just a little bit too much. And especially as smaller brands, you don't want people to opt out or unsubscribe. So that's what I'm saying, weekly, every other week, at the very least monthly, you should do. So then what do you say in these emails? (laughs) Okay, that's the next thing. I'll tell you the easiest thing to do here. If you have Gmail, you know how there on the very right side is the promotion folder? Click on that and see what headlines, what subject lines interest you, what prompts you and makes you interested in opening you can pretty much copy, substitute out some of those subject line words and use those for your emails. You don't have to sit here with a blank piece of paper thinking, oh my gosh, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say, right? It can also give you ideas for content to put in your emails. So I see that as a great wealth of idea prompts for your subject line. And then when you're getting into your email, obviously the content needs to follow whatever you're saying in the subject line. But for the most part, you're looking at obviously a product, you know, you might talk about something that's new, or you might be promoting a special product that relates to an upcoming holiday, potentially. I love the idea for, again, us as small business owners to give some type of a personal look into the business. Whether you show a picture of, hey, here's what I was working on this week, and you show you pouring soaps or someone delivering the flower part of the cake or a gift basket or whatever it is so that they start to feel like they know you. The big brands have spent millions of dollars in advertising, developing a persona, a theme, you know, the business, et cetera. We're smaller businesses. So the best way that we can do that and get people to feel like they really know us is by sharing a little bit of something personal in the emails. Doesn't have to be long. One of the things, and you'll love this, one of the things we have found recently is people like shorter emails, not longer, which means you don't have to be writing a ton of words. You know, just something little to get your message across, couple of photos, especially if you have products, links to the product, not just to your overall website, but the specific product that you're looking at are really important. And great idea is if you want to, and you don't necessarily need to do this with every email, but ask your email recipients a question. Hey, if I were to create these scarves in a new color for the fall, which of these three colors would you resonate with the most? Or which one do you think I should do? Just hit the reply button and let me know which color. And of course you can apply that to all different types of things. When you do this, it does two things. The first thing it does is it makes them feel like a part of your business. They are investing in the business and now, you know, they want to know what color you end up deciding on, right? But the other thing that that does is when they reply to you, very similar to social media algorithms, when they reply to you on email, your account is going to say, oh, Annika likes getting emails from that person that your deliverability of your emails gets better when people reply to your emails. That's a little behind the scenes hack there. So I'm going to wrap this all up because we want to get into our showcases. In summary, what we're talking about here is email marketing is such a huge asset for you, for your business and can be so powerful for attracting sales. All this work you're already putting in you add this one other element on top and it's going to help you grow your sales. You're never too small to start your email list. If you are brand new, if you're listening to the show today and you're just starting, that's okay. These email service providers are free. Sign up for one, start putting your friends and family in and start getting into sync of doing emails. It's never too early to start. This is also now a perfect time to do this because if you can start collecting emails, you're rolling into, I can't even believe I'm saying this already, but holiday sales. Yeah, it's only the beginning of the summer while we're talking here, but holiday sales are going to be right around the corner. So if you've been collecting emails for four months or so, you're going to have a group that you can talk to as the holidays roll around. So this can be part of your then holiday sales strategy. So in terms of strengthening your business, yes, there are lots of things to do. Face-to-face sales, of course, is always my favorite thing. There's online marketing. Of course, you have e-commerce and all of that. But the single biggest thing that you can do to really lay the foundation and strengthen your business as you move forward is starting, if you haven't already... And maybe I will just reignite some of you in terms of your energy. You have all this in place, but you haven't been using it. I know that happens a lot too, but just get that email list in play and start using it because it is a huge asset for you and your business as you go forward. Okay, so that's a line in the sand. That was what I wanted to talk about today. Anybody here want to unmute before we get into showcases and either unmute if you have a question or if you wanna share what email service provider you're
2: using. Okay, Anita, why don't you go ahead? Okay, I have two. One, I'm using MailChimp. I must admit I need to use it more, but I do have a question. When you were mentioning that your email list is worth money, How do you put a value on an email list? If you want to sell a business, like when you're down the road and you want to sell a business, how do you put a value on that? Because I'd like to build my email list now so that I know that it's being built properly for what at the time when I do want to retire and get rid of my business or sell it.
0: I think, and I have never sold a company yet. So I can't for sure tell you, but I there are some things that I know about this, and this is a great question, Anita, is first off, you know how on social you can buy likes and buy followers and, you know, all that type of thing. So it doesn't even matter. Like the social metrics and credibility aren't even necessarily what's really happening or like Twitter now, you know, how everyone's questioning how many bots are really there versus real people. I think the best thing that you can do is keep the integrity of your email list by not loading it up with people who would never have an interest in your product. And I will tell you an example of when we did this wrong at some of our trade shows, ribbon print, Anita, you might've even been working the booth with me when we did this for a little while. We let people enter their email address and we did a drawing for a free ribbon printer. So we were giving away a thousand dollar printer for free, you know, in a collection of all those addresses. Now, granted, it was a trade show. So it was all business people, but I got to tell you, we went back and tracked none of the winners, except for a couple of the shows were more connected with customers. None of those shows where we gave away those printers, I'm going to say there were three of them ever used their printer. They saw no value in it. What they were doing is going around and they saw, oh, I don't even know what I'm signing up for. I'm going to write my name and put my email address. And I don't know, like, I probably won't win anyway. There was no real correlation to what they were winning and the value of it. So we stopped doing that once we figured that out. So, what I would say is just as you're going through, You know how you're collecting the email addresses. So you can speak to when it gets to the point when you have someone come in and look at the value of your business. If you're going to go through like a business sales manager, they're going to look at all of your assets. And also in those service providers, I believe it says the dates of when these emails are added in and how active your list is like what is your open rate, how many people are reading it. And that's always going to be higher if the quality of your list is better. So that's how you increase your value. I cannot speak to what the value would be, but I can speak to those things as contributing to the value. And Amy, it looks like you're biting at the bit here to talk. So let me unmute you since you're driving. What do you know about this? Hold on. Okay. It's making me ask you if you wanna be unmuted. Kim, I'm seeing that you're running to talk too. Amy, see if you can unmute. Meanwhile, we'll have Kim talk for a second. Amy's now totally frozen. Okay, go ahead, Kim. So
3: I have a question on the kind of legality, I guess you called it, of emailing people who haven't signed onto your list. I'm not exaggerating when I say I answer 12 to 15 new emails every day Mm -hmm. from inquiries, brides, graduation cakes, birthday cakes. I mean, every day I turn my, you know, I come in, I answer my emails. Can I have a cake for this, cookies for this? Have they, by the nature of them emailing me already, become part of my email list no no no. okay so i'm gonna mail send them something by mailchimp i still need to ask them to join my list
0: i think you can email a single person okay because that's just communication one-to-one yeah when you're getting into these mass emails that's a regular promotional email however you can say and we do this for the ribbon print company when people ask and inquire about a ribbon printer, we will ask them, would it be all right if we added you to our list? And we tell them, you're going to get a series of emails that will give you more information about how people are using the printer, different types of things. You can always unsubscribe to them if you want to, but I think you'd find value with being on the list. Is that okay? They say yes. And then Lori goes in and manually adds them in. Okay. So I have to manually add this because
3: I'm not doing any email marketing.
0: So yes, you would add those in or have someone do it for you, obviously. And I would tag them inquiries or bridal inquiries or something like that. And then with those, if there's a way you can find the wedding date, because if they are no longer interested after a certain date, you don't want to be communicating with them about wedding cakes anymore, obviously. Right. But they could be regular customers. Sure could. Yeah. That's where kind of the strategy comes into play. Okay. What you're doing. Okay, Amy, I see that you're unmuted now. Oh, good. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay, yes, we perfect. can hear you. Okay. So
4: one, yes, I have an email list. I was using MailChimp. I have moved to constant contact. It is much more effective. I have a lower bounce rate with that. Not a sermon, just a thought. Two, two, well, and part of the reason I may have a lower balance rate with that is because I've scrubbed the emails. So that may have contributed. Oh, to yeah.
0: A you've tag. done the list cleanup for Going, sure.
4: Yeah. We have tags that are either retail or wholesale. That's, that's as far as I've gone, as far
0: as detailing it out for my customers. That's good because those are two totally different messages that you would be wanting to send. So that's a great example. And then to Anita's question about how you get a valuation, you wanna
4: talk to an attorney who knows about mergers and acquisitions. They're gonna have the resources that value and provide future value on that list. I wouldn't say depending on your business, at least from what my attorneys told me, your email asset may not be as valuable as a physical asset but it does still have some value and you're looking for every dollar you can possibly get when you're looking to sell.
0: Mm -hmm. It also depends on your business because if a lot of your business, like for us, for the ribbon print company is repeat business. So we obviously need that. And it's all e-commerce pretty much. so it depends. It's very situational, but that was a good ad, Amy. Thank you for that. Any other questions or comments you want to share your email provider? Annika, go ahead
1: sure. I started out with MailChimp and I used MailChimp for a couple of years. And then I switched over to Flowdesk, which I really prefer. It's really pretty. I'm a very visually oriented person and it's easy to make really attractive, pretty emails. I don't really, I'm not very sciencey about the data of bounce rates and all that stuff. I do tag my list, but I'm kind of inconsistent with it and I don't segment it. I have a welcome series that goes out and then I just, whenever I send an email, I send my whole list. I haven't really gotten into segmentation. And I tag people like buyer, local, if they live like within driving distance of me, farmer's market, if that's where they signed up, those sorts of tags. But okay. again, I don't, I don't really use, I'm not really utilizing them efficiently.
0: Okay. So maybe our conversation here will jumpstart you to do that. Maybe. I mean, you've got it, like you've got it all there, ready to go and you're using it. Some, it sounds like, so like I said, like at least it's there ready. Now you just have to take action on it in that way.
1: I'm sending emails. I send about it. It's not
0: separating them. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, that's great. You're doing a lot more than a lot of people. So <laughs> that's great. Anyone else want to chime in here
5: before we get to the showcases? Lily, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. I do have a question. My husband thinks that yeah, we have to have like a lot of customers in order to, for us to have an email list. But now I'm listening to you and you say even if it's really, really small, it doesn't really matter. Would it be okay to have an email list and email them every two months, every three months? Is that even okay? You could. If that's all you could do, mm-hmm. then at least I would do that because at least
0: you're getting the ball moving and you're having- okay some type of frequency. I really would suggest no less than once a month. Have you ever had people show up in your mailbox, in your email box, and you're like, all right, I used to do business with you like three years ago, and now all of a sudden you're emailing me? You don't want that happening. And honestly, like I said, if you go into your promotion folder and just look at some of the things that other people are doing and just copy that, it doesn't have to be this long written email, and it can be to five people. It's just a matter of getting going. And there's so much money in an email list. It's almost a sin not to do it, you know, because you're just leaving money on the table. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Joyce, were you going to say something or were you just moving around?
6: I want to say something, but I was moving around too.
0: Oh, both. Okay, good.
6: (laughs) I have chip mail Mm -hmm. and I have not added anybody's Manually, anybody's email address. People have been coming on with my pop-up window on my website and signing up for it. And I'm trying to think I'm bad about email marketing. I really am. And I'm trying to do better. However, I'm trying to figure out how long should I keep them on my email list if they're not opening the email, even though I'm not paying for it because I don't have that many people. I'm not paying for it. But how long should I keep them on the email list? Like I They signed up for themselves. I haven't signed mm-hmm. up for anybody. They signed up on their own, and that's one good thing about it. So if they decide to unsubscribe, it's not going to come back on me because if they ever checked, they saw that they went on their own and signed for it. I'm just right, trying right. to figure out, should I look at that on a, when I started doing more regularly, should I look at it on a on a quarterly basis? And if they're not opening the email, get rid of them?
0: We do every six months. Okay. Um, but quarterly to six months, all of that is good. Because one of the things to think about also with email marketing is deliverability. And especially we're finding Yahoo accounts sometimes never are received. So it's one thing, you have the email address and let's say you email out to 10 people, okay? Not all your emails will land in that primary folder. Some of them are gonna land in Gmail promotion folders. In the case of Yahoo, sometimes they're gonna, Never like, you don't know where they go or some are undeliverable in total. Like someone entered in a transposed number. So it's not even a real address, you know, it's bouncing. So you want to get rid of all of those. And so I say as on a six month basis, I would do your delivery. So there's also such a thing as an email reputation and you get this reputation by the service provider you use and the quality of your list. And the higher your reputation, as with anything, the higher the deliverability will be. In other words, the emails landing in a primary box, things like that. So all of that is also based on how clean your list is. So that was an excellent question, Joyce. I'm going to say six months. If you wanted to do four, that's fine. And for a while for me, it was like, I don't want anybody to be gone from my list. Like, no, you know, But, and yeah. so to get over that, and of course, Lori was at me like, no, we're getting rid of these people. <laughs> but what I ended up doing is just downloading the list that I deleted and keeping them on the side. Thinking, cause okay. it made me more peaceful. I'm like, okay, they're not in the list anymore, but I still have their emails. I didn't know what I would do with them. I mean, they didn't opt out, but I pulled them out of the list. So I didn't even know, but that made me feel better about deleting them. Right, and now right. I'm like, a banshee, I go chip chop anywhere because I like seeing oh. my open rates get better and okay, deliver.
6: I, I don't have a lot of bounce rates, I don't have a high bounce rate, it's very, very low. So, I'm going to assume that it is going into their email box or it could be going into their promotion folder and then promotion they never folder see or what have you, yeah, and stuff like that. So, I'm going to kind of test and measure it for the next couple of months here once i started doing more mm-hmm. email marketing. I just find it kind of, because I have a free version of Chipmail, and mm-hmm. I just kind of find it kind of hard that I really can't, I'm go to Canva and create a email newsletter, what have you, but I can't put any links in it.
0: That oh, because- I'm not sure about. We can look into that as we keep working together. Yeah, Joy, I,
6: were, I tried it when I was really looking into it about maybe four or five months ago. Get a nice email and what have you, but I could not put the links in there. And then, like I said, with Canva, you can transfer it over, but yeah, the email yeah. links are not there, so I don't know. And I was reading that you can't do that with Chipmail. I guess on the free version, I don't know if it's on the other. So I may stick. You might with be them for- able to
0: that on the upgrade. You might be able to do that with Mailchimp.
6: Yeah, Annika, okay. were you
0: going to say something?
1: Yeah, first when I had Mailchimp, I always put links in my emails, and I had the free version of Mailchimp also. Through yeah, Canva? All, all my emails had links in them.
0: But were you doing them through
6: Canva? Were you making no. them in
0: Canva? No, no so geez. she's yes, oh, yes sorry, I'm doing through Canva. I know I can
6: hard. do it with Chipmail, but through Canva, okay. and because Canva has so many beautiful templates, that's why I kind of like to do do with them. I all may right. look into another email marketing.
0: We can talk about that later. I don't
6: want to take yeah. all the time in the podcast right now to do that, but we can be
1: looking at that. I actually yeah. have another quick question too. Yeah. When you're cleaning your list, do you send like a goodbye email out to people before you remove them? Like, yeah.
0: I mean, if you haven't cleaned it ever before, you can say, Hey, just want to make sure you still want to receive email from me. If you do, please respond with a yes or a hi or whatever then you'll have them, then they'll get off of the unopens. They'll be in the opens and responded. And if not, then you let them go. Remember they can always sign up again. Like you haven't lost them forever. If they really do want to see you. All right, let's go ahead now and move into showcases. I hope no one else has a major pressing question. If you do, we can talk about it later also, if you'd like, but let's go ahead and do the showcases. So First off, for those of you who are here, what we're going to do is I'm going to just choose you randomly. And what I'd like you to do is tell me who you are, your business, and then what you sell. Okay. If it's not immediately apparent, then any special promotion that you have going on, or if you're going to be at a local show, or you're looking for someone to collaborate with, any of that, but just one thing, because we're finding that it's easier and clearer for all of us to take your information if it's one thing. And then one place to find you, whether you want to send us to your website or a Facebook page or wherever, one place online to go. Okay. Now, for those of you who are listening to the showcase, I want you to listen to everybody who's here talking about their businesses, because you obviously can support them if you like to, that would be fabulous. But also there's other things that you can get out of this. How are other people talking about their business or marketing their business, or what are they doing to get customer? All of these things are things that you can look at and learn from others too. There may be one word somebody says here not even related to the same thing that you sell, but that inspires you to do something different. So this is also a learning exercise as well as supporting and getting the word out with all of these fabulous businesses. At the end, before we sign off, I will also let you know how you could join in on one of the gift biz bashes if you would like to as well, so that you could do a showcase for yourself. With that, let's go ahead. And Anita, I'm going to let you kick it off Go ahead and unmute yourself and tell
2: us everything. Okay. Hi, everybody. My name's Anita Hausman. I'm from the Hershey Gifting Company, and we are a unique gifting and promotional company that helps people remember special people, moments, and life events, and especially for small businesses and those who want to stand out above the rest. Our number one product that we sell is custom printed ribbon personalized by our clients that have either their logo or their personal message that helps them brand themselves or make their gifting unique. So right now we have rolled out our ribbon on demand service. We're looking to collaborate with some other people for our clients, particularly small businesses that want to provide ribbon. For either as an add-on or as an additional service to help them generate additional income or help them to promote themselves or their brands. So you can find us at the HersheyGiftingCo.com on the internet or on any of the social platforms. And if you use BASH15 as a code, we'll give you 15% off your first order. Fabulous. Wonderful. Thank you, Anita. Mm -hmm.
7: Sheila. So I'm heavily treats for you. We're a custom gifting company located in Nashville, Tennessee, actually Smyrna, Tennessee, but we consider Nashville as our home. We are a custom gifting company that specializes in corporate gifting as well as life celebrations, any kind of special event that you're having, hospitality, all of that kind of industry. We are known for our original guitar case that we use. And right now you can follow us out on Instagram at follow the Nashville guitar, hashtag follow the Nashville guitar. If you want to see some of the fun things that our guitar is doing, you can use, I believe the code I gave it last time. I believe it was bash 10, if I'm not mistaken. If you ever want to do a gift for us to send to someone, we do shipping all over the U.S., and locally deliver here in nashville but we'd love to collaborate with some of you vendors as well because we're going to be opening a storefront in our location so if y'all have some fabulous little items that you would like to see in our storefront let me know heavenlytreatsforyou.com is our website and then we're on the social media platforms as heavenly treats for you llc So if someone is interested in talking
0: with you about potentially having their product displayed in your shop, they just go Um, to your website and fill
7: out a contact you form? Yes, that would probably be the easiest. And there is our website and our email and contact information is at the top of our homepage. Okay. All right. Perfect. Lily, why don't you go next?
5: I do crochet jewelry and I'm going to be part of a vendor, a local vendor event. Where are you located? I'm I'm in Virginia, I'm in Virginia. So I'm gonna be part of this local vendor event and I'm gonna use that opportunity to get some emails. So I'm gonna start my email list. Yay.
0: (laughs) Yes. So it is June 11th when everyone is hearing this show. When is the show that you're gonna be at and where is it? It is going
5: to be in Ashburn, Virginia. Okay, what's the name of the show? It's not a show. It's a friend who is doing, she does Bonita Brazil, who is a a jewelry thing. And she does like more gold and silver. Okay. Things. And I do boho style crochet jewelry. And I would love to get, if someone here is able, and we are in a similar market, I would love to collaborate with someone here to get to put my products more out there. My Instagram is, every little thing so it is there in the next to my name so spell it out because the podcast listeners it want is e-b-e-r-y-l-i-l-e-a-t-l-e-t-h-i-n-g it's it little long but yes little is spelled
0: different so it's every little thing but little is spelled l-i-l-e-a-t-l-e Yes, got it. Thank you. Thank Thank you you. so much. Gloria, tell us all about you.
6: Hello, everyone. I'm Gloria King with King's Gift Baskets, and we're located in the Myrtle Beach area. We have sort of a storefront where we're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 2. So a perfect collaboration would be anyone that wants some of their items in our location in Myrtle Beach area. We're really focusing on local product, but we will do any other product, but our focus is on local product that's made in South Carolina. So if you have any South Carolina products that you would like to see in our store, we would love to hear from you. And you can contact us at kingskipbaskets.com and then just fill out a contact letter. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Gloria. No, thank you.
0: Amy. You got beautiful scenery going by but tell us about you while you're driving.
4: <laughs> Lake Santee is gorgeous. So, I'm Amy Hughes. I own Marshmallow MBA. We are in the business of marshmallows. We handcraft gourmet marshmallows in over 150 flavors for retail and wholesale clients around the country. We are always looking to partner with gift basket companies. Lily, you're actually a neighbor of mine. I live in Arlington, Virginia. So if you want to contact me, I'd love to chat. And Gloria, I can put marshmallows made with South Carolina honey in your store if you want. So you can find me at www.marshmallowmba.com. And we are at Marshmallow MBA across all social media. And we are partnered with the Hershey Gifting Company for all of our custom ribbon products.
0: Beautiful. Collaborations. (laughs) Okay, Annika, why don't you go next?
1: Okay, I'm Annika, and I'm a nurse and an herbalist in Vermont. And my business is Primal Botanical CBD. I make CBD products, all made using certified organic hemp flour grown just up the road from me. I'm currently making CBD oils, CBD rubs, body butters, bath salts, and CBD toffees. Um, toffees. Yes, not gummies. I'm not a big fan of gummies. So I decided to make CBD toffees instead, which I got to say are delicious. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds good. I'm, I'm having a special promotion just for gift biz listeners. Uh, you can use the coupon code GIFT15 through June 15th for 15% off your entire order. Perfect. And, and you can find me at primalbotanical.com. Primal Botanical with no S on the end. And I'm also uh, Primal Botanical on Instagram and Facebook.
0: Wonderful. And I recruited you to come in because you put a post up in Gift Biz Breeze within the last couple of days. And I saw your product and I'm like, oh my gosh, you have to come on a showcase. (laughs) (laughs) And you were willing to do it. So yay to that. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Wonderful. Okay. Kim, why don't you go next? Sure. I'm Kim Terrell.
3: I have a brick and mortar bake shop in Central Connecticut, Middlefield, Connecticut, and we specialize in freshly baked cakes, cookies, cupcakes for all occasions. When this podcast goes live, you will be focused on graduation from colleges and high schools locally all over the state. And I can be found on Instagram at kimscottageconfections.com.
0: Wonderful. Are you going to talk about anything else today or is that it? So right now that's it. Okay. All right. So stay tuned, Kim. That means you got to sign up for another one to give your announcements in the future. Yes. Okay. Right
3: now we're graduation.
0: Okay. So we got suspense going on with Kim. She has something in the works to talk about (laughs) down the road. (laughs) Always, Always. Always.
6: Okay. Joyce, why don't you take us home? I am Joyce of Joyce's Baskets, located in the beautiful sunshine state of Florida. My company is a corporate gift and personal gifting company. Right now I am working on researching to find something that I can have locally here that represents Florida. So it came to mind that I'm searching, I'm looking for pink flamingos, whether they be cookies, chocolates, I'm going to have a box created with the pink flamingos that says welcome to South Florida. So I'm looking for anything that's pink flamingos, flamingo related to create do this special box just for my area. So if you girls hear of anything, you know, I know Kim got me covered with the cookies. She can do me a pink flamingo with that. But yeah. um, I'm looking for, I met a girl last month at the convention. She does a chocolate shop here locally here to me maybe about three hours away. And so I told us I would love to have pink chocolate flamingos. But anything flamingo related? So anybody who's listening today. Anything flamingo related, Whether it doesn't always have to be food. It could be anything that's flamingo related. I want to put something together to create a box that says something to do with flamingos because that's our pastime that was flamingos, yeah. Except probably not a real flamingo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and where would people get in touch with you? They get in touch with me at joycesbaskets.com. They can go to the bottom, click the link, and leave me a little message, and I'll hit you back up like ASAP.
0: Yeah, you are good. You are a follow-up girl for sure. I know you'll do that. <laughs> All right, wonderful. I didn't miss anybody, right? I don't think so. I have my little checkoff sheet to make sure that that doesn't happen. If you're listening and are super jealous because you would love to be on one of these showcases and be able to get your name out to everybody, you can see there's camaraderie within the group who comes into these parties and we do this live. Just as you're listening right now, you get exposure to all the listeners of the podcast. So if you're interested in coming on to one of the next bashes, you'll go to this following link, gift Bizunwrapped.com forward slash bash. Now, here's the thing I only have a certain number of spots for each of these bashes because, as you can tell, if we had a lot more people here, we'd never get off this podcast. (laughs) So, I do have to limit the seats that are available. So, if you're interested, make sure to go and sign up now so that you can get yourself a spot. I have two dates available in June. I haven't put up the July dates yet, but When this airs, I'll probably have some July dates up too. So sign up for one, sign up for more. They're at all different times of the day because I'm trying to accommodate all different people with all different schedules. With that, I'm going to say thank you to everybody who's listening to the show. I'm thrilled that you're here. I hope that I have achieved my goal, which is to get you rethinking or jump-started in this whole topic of email marketing. And we've had a great variety of showcases here. So if you didn't catch it while it was going, go back, listen again, catch some links, check out people's sites, make contact with people, and let's collaborate with each other because we can all lift each other up. Those of you who are here live, hold tight when I'm done recording. We can talk for a second afterwards. And as I said, thank you so much for joining us in this fourth bash. Bye for now. Before you move on to your next activity today, make sure to get your name on the list for at least one GiftBiz Bash. You can see the dates and times for upcoming sessions and get signed up over at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash bash. And if you're enjoying the podcast and would like to show support, a rating and review would be wonderful. It helps spread the word about the show, too, so it's a great way to pay it forward. There's also another way to get something tangible in exchange for your support. Visit my merch shop for a wide variety of inspirational items like mugs, journals, water bottles, and more, featuring logos, images, and quotes to inspire you throughout your day. Makes a great gift, too. And we've just added some new products for the season. Which is my favorite design right now? It's a toss-up with that gorgeous lemonade image and a quote about refreshing and the beautiful butterfly design. What's yours? Turnaround is quick and the quality is top notch. Nothing but the best for you. Take a look at all the options at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash shop. All proceeds from these purchases helps me offset the costs of producing this podcast. And now, be safe and well, and I'll see you again next time on the Gift Biz Unwrapped Podcast. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in gift biz breeze today.